Big Fluff. Thank you, Your Honor. Protecting the safety of the Queen is a task that's gladly accepted by police squad. For no matter how silly the idea of having a Queen might be to us, as Americans, we must be gracious and considerate hosts. Uh, thank you, Lieutenant Revan. Of course, we all have a stake in seeing that this portion of the Queen's American Goodwill Tour is completed and we can all take pride that the Queen has chosen our city to visit. Um, indeed, it, it is for all the people who will be able to share in the, uh, the celebration, especially will be the Queen's public appearances. Um, we also would like Whoops. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me as always, Lars Periwinkle. How is it going? It's going. It's going well. Welcome to The Good Podcast with two interesting people. I like that. Does anyone use that? Is that up for grabs? The Good Podcast with two interesting people? It's gotta be up for grabs. Those yeah. are the fools. They left it on the table. Yeah. Tired of all those other podcasts that aren't good? And don't have interesting people. <laughs> yeah, we make good points. I've started, I started doing that in my private life. When people interrupt me, I say, hold on a second. I'm making a very good point here. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, it fools them into thinking that I don't have my head up my ass all the time. <laughs> I like to go, but have you ever considered, fuck you? That's my. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Or if you don't have the time, if you're a, a person on the go in this fast-paced world, it, a good nah. -uh, That's always walk away. Always, walk well, away. You know, we learn the best arguing tactics on the playground, and then we forget them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a. I think you know, with the midterms coming up, that's gonna be. Um, that's gonna be the slogan of a lot of people campaigning. Just nah. -uh. <laughs> I believe uh, Joe Biden announced that his slogan uh, for re-election is your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, your, your, your grandmother. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Your great-grandmother. <laughs> your great-grandmother. You know that woman who's younger than me? <laughs> By the way, speaking of old ladies, I wanted to check uh -huh. in with you, Lars. Um, mm -hmm. I know that you are a bit of a anglophile i am yeah. so so how are you holding up with the news that the only queen that we have mm -hmm. known in our well i mean not only queen because latifah and uh freddie mercury yeah. but boom the only queen of england uh well, I'm fine because she was German and incredibly old and I don't like her, <laughs> so I'm okay. <laughs> but I, I, the, I don't have much to say about the Queen, you know, because I'm American and all. But uh, I, I just want to say, like, I thought it was kind of odd, you know, and I'm going to pick on James Corden because why not? But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's low hanging fruit, but I'll give, I, could, I could talk shit about him all day. 
But I, I, I think that he particularly, and, and he's British, but like in his comments on his show when she first passed away, said uh, that she was universally beloved. And there's a lot of people who really love the Queen. And, you know, if you love the Queen, okay. But what I found really interesting was that those people seem surprised to learn <laughs> that there are people who don't like the Queen. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, um, that Harry and Meghan left and a lot of things were brought to light that were also pretty obvious if you stop and think about it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't like, it's not like I, I hated the queen. I, the best I felt about the British royal family is kind of, um, aggressive indifference. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, look, we're the we're the bad boys. We we're the you know we're one of the many 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 colonies and territories that had to fight for their independence from from that particular monarchy. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it. Well, I mean, I think that is what's funny is like here in America, like seeing the amount of people that are American who are like, oh, the queen, the queen's great. You know, like, I love the queen and it's like, that's fine. But it's like, if you don't understand what other Americans, like, I literally saw the Hamilton, the show, like, posted a message about the queen. It was like, have you guys seen your show? Yeah, I don't, you know what? Let me ask your opinion on this because I, I'm like with most things, I'm on the fence and, and kind of in a gray area about it. These, um. You know, we because there are so many well-known people in the world, I think every day there are more and more well-known people and they are dying. And when they die, I like I understand the policy of not to speak ill of the dead, but to just gloss over pretty well-known controversies in these people's lives when you talk about their lives. It just seems... It, it it seems so intentional and I don't understand why. Like you're especially on like, you know, it, you know, Corden, Kimmel, Fallon, whatever they want to say in their monologue about a person. I don't care. But on the news, they talk about these people and they gloss over. Oh, yeah. And in, in this particular year, there was this controversy surrounding that person or they got into a bit of trouble or there was a court case or something like that. They just don't mention it. And I don't understand why it's a part of their life. Well, and it, I think it's interesting, particularly with the queen, because I feel like you know, the show The Crown is really popular. There's a lot of people that really get into uh, the idea of the royals and, you know, like, you know, princesses and queens and, and that kind of thing. But it's like, I mean, I don't know if you saw any of the, the like TikTok, you know, social media stuff from Ireland, but where I forget what stadium it was where yeah, they were literally yeah. chanting Lizzie's in a box like when she Oof. died. But it's like. I think people were surprised by that, but it's like, are you guys not, do you not know the whole thing with Ireland and England? And yeah. like, particularly yeah. like she was, she was the queen for 70 years. Like she was there for that stuff. She was there for that stuff. And also, you know, um, read up on your Irish potato famine because that was manufactured. Right. And yeah. when European countries tried to come to their aid, they were blocked by the um by the aristocracy in England, including the royals, it's that they have no fond feelings for them at all. And, you know, it's, you know, you hear them chanting Lizzie's in a box and you think, oh, damn, that's cold. But also, I understand why they would say, fuck them. Well, right. <laughs> but I but that's all I'm really trying to say is I'm not telling anyone how to feel. But if you don't understand <laughs> why there are right. large factions, like large percentages of various countries, including this one, including, you know. Maybe maybe if you went to India and you asked around, like, uh -huh. there's a lot of people in a lot of places. You know, I mean, th that's kind of England's thing. Like, you know, I think it was Harry Kondabolu who said that she's just an old lady who's wearing my grandmother's jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
It's true. There's still that, you know, the um, uh, South Africa is trying to still trying to get those three diamonds back that right. were stolen from them. Well, it was one diamond that was stolen from them that was cut up into three diamonds. But yeah, it's I, I wish I wish no ill will upon, you know, basically anybody. I just don't think I, I just don't think that monarchy should exist. That I mean, that's the, when you see him on TV, it's like, look, I think. As a as a person, I think Charles King Charles now is a real son of a bitch. I don't I don't want bad things to happen to him. I just don't think he should be King Charles. I think he could be private citizen Charles. Right. Yeah. He could just be Chuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't Chuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was. It's funny. It's funny to see though. You know the. Um, I'll see more in the coming because it, it, there's a uh, you know there's kind of a gap between um, uh, shows my my some of my favorite TV shows airing in England and them getting to me where I can actually watch them. But I'm interested to see more because already some of the people I follow on social media have um, the the comedians have said some pretty damn funny cutting things and they it's so funny because you see them walk this line where they don't. It isn't that they don't want to say something controversial. It's that love for the monarchy is ingrained in them at such a young age that they do talk shit about him. But even when they do, it can't be too far. You can't go too far with it. You can't say, fuck that old German bitch. Like, they're not going to say that. <laughs> well, but you can like what they say is stating their opinion in a in a very, I'll say, unkind way is, is about as far as they go. Well, and there's also they have different laws than we have where on television, like on the BBC, you can't say bad things about the monarch. Like there's, a, there's right. stories pretty regularly like they carry John Oliver's show in England and like they'll cut stuff out of his show right. uh, when it goes over there. But yeah, so it's like I think I think you're right that that it's it's culturally ingrained. But I also literally think that the to some degree you can't say <laughs> and i'm sure and i'm sure you can get blacklisted you know yeah. you got you got someone who's a regular on panel shows and that's kind of their bread and butter as a comedian and one one phone call made from buckingham palace and it could be just over for them yeah you know they're not going to get locked up but also they're not going to be be welcomed back it's it's kind of it's kind of funny i don't i i don't get it look 96 is a good run yeah right you, you did the thing i don't like i, I whatever well, fuck them fuck them it's one of those things too where it's like yeah the people again that it's like you know worried about criticizing the monarchy like i think they're okay you know i think yeah they're gonna be okay they get suitcases full of cash from yeah. uh, from people in arabia they're gonna be okay yeah i do think it's strange i yeah i don't know out of everything about the queen i think the thing that hit me that i hadn't really thought about is uh Every as many James Bonds as there have been, they've all served the Queen. So even in the books, even yeah. in the goddamn books. But yeah, so it, it will be weird when you know. Hopefully, Idris Elba or whoever. Have they, I don't think mm -hmm. they've, there's not been any announcement, right? Like the post. Not that I've Craig. heard. No. But no. Uh, whoever they pick to to be the new James Bond, like, will serve the King, and that'll be strange. That will be strange. That yeah. will be strange. And we also... Yeah. You can't... You know, they've been saying, you know, end of an era. Yes, it is. I mean, it, it literally is, but that's... What else do you say about it? It's the end of an era. It wasn't a... Was it especially good or bad? It just you know, wasn't an era. Like, you're like, you know... And then in, uh, in 1993, in the same year, um, three of her four children got divorced. I'm like... That did happen, but you're leaving out the part where the one who's now the king was having an affair. Yeah. And ended his marriage. And then there are conspiracy theories that say that, that that Princess Diana's death was a hit that was placed upon her by by that monarchy. I don't know about that. I do know they had a lot to gain with her not being around anymore. But then they're like, you know, in 98, she lost her former daughter-in-law. And like, yeah. But I, she didn't care. She was right. chilling up in Scotland. And they, she had to come back to England because it was a it was bad PR and people were talking shit about her for not coming back to London to mourn this death because like the whole thing was fucked up. They just don't they don't mention that crap where it's right. like I'm not saying talk shit, but those are the facts. 
well, you know? But, right. And I, but that's what I was trying to get at the beginning is that it's just, to me, it's evident of like how good the PR was for the monarchy that people were like, what? People don't like her? What are you talking about? And it's like, yeah, a lot of people for a lot of reasons. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. It's, um, uh, you know, I hesitate to to bring this up, but I'm going to just to give another example, because um, when when Kobe died, no mention of that of that that criminal case, which mm-hmm. was settled out of court. Oh. He was not proven guilty. And in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. I'm not saying that you should have said Kobe Bryant committed sexual assault. Absolutely not, because that was never proven. But they didn't even mention that that happened because that was a huge news story at the time. And no one said word one about it. Right. And that's a fact about the man's life. That's not talking shit. That's reporting the goddamn news. That's an obituary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't want to say too much because I live in L.A. And like, you know, that's, that's <laughs> like speaking about the monarchy in England. <laughs> right. Trust me, I see all of the murals as I drive around. Right, right. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be murals and I'm not saying his life shouldn't be celebrated. All I'm saying is when the news is reporting on a man's life, that would be in there because that was huge. Yeah. That was a huge story. Well, and you know, I mean, as he much- was accused, accused of this. Yeah. They settled out of court. That's all it would be. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there was a lot of talk about his wife and like, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. like. That uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It factors in, but yeah, we have a tendency. I don't know. We really love to rehabilitate everybody in general. Like you can see it. Where it's yeah. like George W. Bush. He paints now. <laughs> it's like okay, right, cool. right, 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 right. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, I, I that that's all I'm saying. I you know yeah. like a, a person is not just the bad things they've done. I, I'm not saying mention it in you know the eulogy, but when the actual literal news is reporting on someone and talking about their life, and then they don't mention that, I'm like, I just think it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. Uh, well, let's talk about another uh, institution, but this one an American. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you, oh, are we mass shootings? Are we going to talk no, about mass shootings no, now? No. Oh, okay. Thank God. I, don't, I, don't I did. I, I've been watching old episodes of Jeopardy, though, and there was a question. It was like, uh, you know, they, they all started with the letter U, and it asked about uh, a city in Texas. And I was like, oh, Uvalde. I, and I knew that because <laughs> of mass shootings. I wouldn't have known that otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, but so, mm-hmm. like, where well, yeah, I'm learning yeah. stuff. Thanks to that. It gets more more American geography, I guess. If there's a silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but uh, I wanted to talk about Tom Hanks. Universally beloved. I, I oh, believe. sure. <laughs> I think he actually is. I haven't heard a lot of negative <laughs> yeah, takes is, on Tom is. Hanks. Even that Dead Eyes podcast that Connor Ratliff did still was pretty positive <laughs> about Tom Hanks. I, I haven't heard anyone saying that. Our, our friend uh, uh, Rick was, was working... Um, was working at the baseball game, the all-star game where he came, came to see him in Pittsburgh and was serving him drinks and also said, super awesome guy. Yeah. And he, and he said that in the midst of saying like, I was being a total jackass towards Tom Hanks. And like, I, I think he mentioned like bachelor party, the movie and shit like that. And still like Tom <laughs> Hanks, still awesome dude. <laughs> of course, Rick was mentioning bachelor party. Yes. He was mentioning bachelor party. He didn't bring up bosom buddies. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I I didn't get the whole story. Uh, I was no. too busy laughing my ass off because I said you you yelled bachelor party at Tom Hanks, <laughs> which also there's like half a chance that Tom Hanks would just be like, "What is that guy? Is he asking if we're throwing a bachelor party?" I don't. I mean, I'll show up. Yeah, I guess I'll show up. Why not? No, but uh, but yeah, Tom <laughs> Hanks. Everybody loves Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. Uh, but mm-hmm. I look. I think if the last segment proved anything, it's that. We should be able to to talk about people critically and to view them through more than just a rose colored lens. And as much as I love Tom Hanks, I have to ask the question: mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what is this era of Tom Hanks that we Don't are know. in? This is this is. I think this is his Samuel L. Jackson era, where he just says yes. <laughs> Maybe like, before it. he even hears the entire pitch, it's just I'm in. Yeah, I don't know, like, maybe he got COVID and then he was just like, you know what, new new outlook on life, I'm saying yes to everything. But it's also his, like, almost like his Eddie Murphy 
clump slash Norbit era where he seems to be putting on a <laughs> lot of prosthetics and doing a lot of silly voices. Yes. I don't. It, I'm trying to remember when when was the last time Tom Hanks played an original character like he had to develop an entire character and play that character? Well, I'm trying to think because to be honest, there's been kind of a run of Tom Hanks movies that I haven't seen that seemed aimed at like our parents. So I haven't watched all of I feel like he didn't he release like, enough, a, a few like dad movies. For a while. Yeah, the one I can think of, I think the big one was Greyhound, which was, he was the captain of a World War II boat. Yeah, but even then, so that, but to your point, that would be based on a real person, I would imagine. It would be based on a real person, yeah. Less of a caricature, because like, in Sully, he just had to be Sully, and then Captain Phillips, and yeah. then Colonel Tom Parker, Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers. Geppetto. <laughs> but yeah, and the post, he, yeah, he would say he played Ben Bradley in that. Right. Uh, you right. know what the last original character he played was? Late on me. David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> well, that was, that one was a home run. We need yeah. more of that Tom Hanks. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know. If, did, the sincere answer would probably be uh those Robert Langdon, you know. <laughs> oh movies. god. Yeah. Oh no. But yeah, I, so I say this, and I asked you before. You said you haven't seen Elvis. Uh, I no, no, I have, my friend, and it's. Why did you do that? Well, I did it because Molly's cousin Rachel, who's awesome, uh, said, mm -hmm. "Do you want to come over to my house and uh, eat pasta that I made and watch this Elvis movie?" Um, yeah, you say yes to that. Yeah, you definitely say yes to that. Yeah, so that was why. Like, uh, but yeah, I, I. I don't care. I am way more interested in, in, in the pasta. How was the pasta? It was good. Yeah. Like, no, it was good. She, she like made the sauce herself, you know, it was red, red sauce. Yeah. It was, it was just like spaghetti, you know, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Spaghetti noodles with red sauce, but it's delicious. Garlic bread. Uh, just like fresh bread, you know, just, just oh, okay. Some bread. Right, right. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. You get something to sop up that delicious, delicious sauce. Uh, there was also randomly Carvel ice cream cake. So that was really nice. Was there really? Yes. Yeah. There was not, there's never randomly Carvel ice well, cream cake. There was a that's birthday. An, that's an occasion. There was a birthday. And so someone. Oh, okay. Okay. Carvel. I thought you were going to say there was, there was randomly an ice cream cake that I stopped on the way there to get and brought. Yeah. And I ate, ate all by myself because I wouldn't let anyone else have any. <laughs> I, I have to, like, disconnect when I'm in a grocery store from the fact that I could just buy a car. Like, the fact that they just sell them <laughs> in grocery stores, I need to forget that and be like, that's yeah. a special treat <laughs> for, like, an occasion. You can't I think that, like, m more than anything, more than... Um, more than the wrestling video games of the early to mid nineties, more than the movie, my blue heaven. I think that bonds us more than anything else because people are either indifferent or opposed to the ice cream cake. And we have to be its biggest fans above the age of eight. Yeah, no, I, that's like the only thing for my birthday. If, if someone is like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, well, Carvel ice cream cake. I don't. They look. Uh, they look at you weird. Yeah, I don't get it. They're like, of all the cake, that's the one you want. Yes, because yeah. it is ice cream and also cake. But and the it's amazing. Fuck is the problem. Yeah. If look, if if anyone from Carvel is listening and you want to sponsor the show, please do it. Uh, but also, if you've never had a Carvel ice cream cake, because they are kind of an East Coast staple, even though I think you can find you can find them in grocery stores here on the West Coast. But yeah, so mm. they have the ice cream. But then what they also have is like these crumbly like mm -hmm. oreo pieces yeah it's good yeah it's like it's like someone um like desiccated a, a pie crust and yeah. stuffed it into the center of this this ice cream and on top of that ice cream is frozen frosting yeah it's that really, just it's that just good. creamy and melts in your mouth like literally melts in your mouth see i don't i don't know what the fuck people are talking shit about ice cream cake for yeah, no, it's it is the best. And look, I I won't turn down a cake in general. Like if if you're if it's someone else's, if you got a sheet cake or whatever, I'll eat it. But like if it's my birthday and someone's asking me what I want, always Carvel ice cream cake. Totally, I heard I heard the argument against ice cream cake is that well, you know, at the end of the night, you can't send anyone home with a slice because it'll melt. 
Like there's going to be some left over. There isn't any left over because everyone eats it. It's delicious. Yeah, I don't What a weird. Yeah, you only have all those slices of sheet cake left because it's like, I mean, I had one and I'm good. That's a lot of frosting that I ate. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh, But look, no, I'm not. We're not done with Tom Hanks. Oh, boy. All right. All right. He's on blast. He's officially yeah. on blast. Because look, I and I like I said, I love Tom Hanks. Nothing but respect for Tom Hanks. But we look, we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to be critical in this. The you know, we I, at the end of every show, I say question everything. So that includes Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I just, what is this? What is this Colonel Tom Parker that he's playing? What what I is didn't happening? See it. I didn't see it, man. What 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 was it? He kind of looked like the penguin. He does look like the penguin. I think I think he's literally wearing the exact same prosthetics that they used for the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that, yeah. I, no, if he was playing the penguin, I'd be into it, and I, that would make more mm-hmm. sense to me. But yeah, he's the accent is weird. Like the the look is weird. Um. You know, actually, how was it? I mean, was he was he good? No. Was it a good performance? No. Oh, no. oh no. It's that's what I'm saying. Like it bummed me out because also this movie, I I don't understand. Like, how do you feel about Baz Luhrmann? Like in general, I think he he he's really good at creating a spectacle. Um, I just don't know that. I, I just don't know if that works in every movie um that he makes you know yeah and i here well real quick i do want to play this one clip for you if you haven't heard it because it's Mm -hmm. it's a journey and i mean maybe i'll see if you can see did you see power the dog yes i did you know the weird weird kid from power of the dog i do know the weird kid from power of the dog it's him in the scene too with this so it's him and tom hanks uh but yeah here you go. You buckle up. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's I'm a thing. He's white. He's, He's white. What do you think, Tex Arcana? Shall we play for the twenty seventh time? so they're really excited that he's white yeah yeah if you couldn't get that from the clip they're hearing they're hearing the noise they're hearing hearing elvis sing on the radio yeah and then and the thing is so the the kid from power of the dog is trying to tell colonel tom parker like you gotta you gotta hear this guy he's really good at singing (laughs) and then tom parker's like yeah okay he's good at singing but what am i gonna do with that and then he's like well hold on He's white. Yeah, and they look astounded. They do. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> bizarre. Everything like one of the the people that I was with, uh, Martha, like described the movie as just like it all felt like it was the trailer too, which I think you can kind of get from that clip too, where like everything yeah, yeah, is like really amped up, and the mm-hmm. whole movie is at ten. But yeah, it's it's the whole thing is weird. It doesn't really cover anything that I would want you to cover in an Elvis biopic. It it wants to talk about the racial stuff, but again, that's how it's handling it. And it also in the movie black people like Elvis and they're like, "Hey, that's awesome that you like took our music and are just doing it." Like, we're that makes us happy. <laughs> oh boy. It just seemed so unnecessary this movie. Yeah, and none none of the good, none of him meeting Richard Nixon and getting his badge and then, like, pulling Hamburger James off of the airplane and slapping him in the right, face. Right, right. Did they do any of the karate stuff? N- no, no, not really. No. no karate stuff? No, like, they might mention it, but, like, nothing oh, of substance. Boy. Yeah, no scatter the monkey, you know, like, just... None of the none of the good stuff. Not enough time of like seventies Elvis. Oh man, 
Because I thought I thought I saw him in a he was wearing a fat suit, so there was a little bit of fat Elvis. But it's right? like the last like twenty minutes or so, maybe. Oh, like, boo! Yeah, it's not very long. I wonder why he said yes to to that role. I really don't get it. Well, that's yeah. So I, that doesn't but, seem up his alley at all. No, and and the movie. So here's the biggest thing with the movie too is like the the movie's very interested in telling you that that Colonel Tom Parker is a villain, which I think is true. Like I, I think that like yeah. history also not he's a villain and not a colonel. Yeah, well, and they, it covers that. Like okay. it talks about all of that in the movie. Like th- that dude was a bad dude who exploited Elvis. But mm-hmm. the problem with the movie is that it isn't really interested in exploring. Because it's like Baz Luhrmann and it's very grand and very vibrant that it never really dwells in any of the bad stuff for very long. So it's like this guy ruined Elvis's life and he's terrible. But then it's like you watch it and you're like, I don't know, but his life seems pretty awesome. Like, I don't every time I'm watching, it's like crazy. Like he's dancing around and he's having the time of his life. Like, how bad is it? Like, it didn't want to show any of the bad stuff for any substantial amount of time. Like the the grooming. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's another problem, too, is like Elvis joins the army and then he's hanging out with Priscilla and we're just not really going to talk about her age, you know. OK. It, like, there is another a line. Thing, like that, that is so well known yeah. about Elvis. And then you make the Elvis movie and don't mention it. That's weird. Well, it's like they try to I feel like they think they addressed it because there's he, they're at a party. But this also. This movie does a really weird thing, too, where it never shows people meet. So there's all this stuff with Tom Parker where, again, he's what? Like, whatever is happening with that scene. Uh But then he gets really interested in meeting Elvis, and then it just cuts to they know each other. And then, like, with Priscilla, it's like they just already know. Like, he joins the army, and then they already know each other. Like, it skips every first meeting for some reason, Mm. which is weird. But... Like, they're just hanging out at a party, and there's, like, another guy who does say something about, like, hey, you know, her dad wanted her home by this time, and that's that's it. That's as much as you get. Like, there's some acknowledgement that she has a father who cares what time she gets home, but we're not going to talk about uh, their ages in that scene. Okay. 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 You know what we need? What's up? Cut. Tom Hanks, st- stop what you're doing. I want you to go to your management and say, I'm done with whatever this crap is I'm doing now. I find yeah. me a comedy with Michael Keaton. Oh, my God. We're doing we're doing comedy with Michael Keaton now. Love it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Get those two guys back into comedy because I think w- what Michael Keaton is doing now is pretty phenomenal. I like I, I've always liked him in everything. And he kind of like dipped out uh, from what I understand to, you know, be there to watch his kids grow up, which is awesome. But we missed you. And now he's back and he's still phenomenal. Um, but he b- both of those guys, I think, are all wasted comedic ta- talent. Every time I see him in a drama, I'm like, you're an awesome actor. God damn it. This is why you're a famous actor, because you're very good at acting, but they're so fucking funny. Well, and that, that's the problem with America, too, is we just value drama more than comedy. So it's looked at as like they've crossed over into dramatic roles. And it's, yeah, it's like we we miss the value of just like, yeah, but they can do comedy really well. And I would always argue that it's harder to do comedy than it is to do Absolutely. drama. And you can see that because comedians always like look at Bob Odenkirk, like comedians can cross over and be good dramatic actors. So a lot of dramatic actors who can't do comedy. Those stupid motherfuckers at the Emmys, you think they would have learned their lesson with The Wire, but nope, they're just going to hang better call Saul out to dry. Dude, I I wasn't even going to bring up the Emmys because I, I don't understand. Like everything that I love and again, going back to The Wire they they never recognize anything that's truly great and it's like yeah nothing for better call Saul even though it was the best show on television you know during its run the last few seasons were amazing Bob Odenkirk and Ray Seahorn both should have won Emmys but they do the same thing they always do they get really locked on to the same like most of the winners this year were the same winners as last year there were only a few like was happy to see Abbott Elementary 
win some stuff. But sure. For the most part, it's like succession again, Ted Lasso again. And I'm like, I love Ted Lasso. I love Jason Sudeikis. I'm very happy for him and Brett Goldstein. But it's like you already honored them last year. Like you're just going to keep giving them trophies every year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? Modern Family should win Best Comedy Series. Not four years in a row, though. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think we were funnier shows. You know how many Emmys The Office won? Like Steve Carell won zero. Steve Carell as Michael Scott won zero. Which is insane. Yeah. It's fucking insane. I don't I don't get it. I don't really like like you say, I don't value these award shows anymore. It's just that like why it's so simple. Like these, this whole fucking thing is fake and you're just going to give it to whoever you want anyways. Why don't you want to give it to the people that everyone likes and wants to win? <laughs> you know what? I also, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's awesome every time. I don't know. But like, if you are Jason Sudeikis or, or Brett Goldstein or your Brian Cox or like, you know, uh-huh. whoever it is that just every single time they rubber stamp your victory, does it? You know, when you're Kelsey Grammer and you've won for the 10th time playing Frasier Crane, like, do you care? Do you just go, oh, where am I going to fucking put this Emmy? Like, I don't have room for this. You just leave it in the cab. (laughs) Like, like in Scrooge, you don't even take it with you. (laughs) Yeah, straight up. I don't get it. It's like, you know, there's so many Susan Lucci's now. Look it up. Yeah, but it's also... I mean, we've said this before. I know that we've talked about this when we talked with the Emmys before. It would be so easy to fix because the only thing you would have to do to fix it is just be like, once you've won for playing a character, then you aren't eligible anymore. So, like, it's that simple. We've both been shouting out from the rooftops for years. It's like, yeah, but you you are. I know your character characters have arcs and you do it differently. And okay, but you already won for playing the character. So you just win the once. Yeah. You're like, you're the best person that ever played that character ever. And and that's what this one Emmy represents. Yeah. Sudeikis, you won for Ted Lasso. The next year, you don't get to submit yourself for Ted Lasso. Someone else will win. Like you guarantee that a new person would win. And I think it would increase ratings. It would be more equitable for other people. You know, totally. You know what? Zendaya, you're so good at being this horny, drugged up teenager. You're the best person who does it. And everyone loves you deservedly. So, but you already won. So you don't win no more. We're just, we've already just said you're the best person at being the, the high horny teenager. Yeah. Yeah, Gene Smart, you're great at being uh, this, you know, mean old lady comedian. <laughs> now, is so are they are they hedging their bets because the this the Better Call Saul being nominated this year was actually for the previous season. So the next year's Emmys will be Better Call Saul's final season that things will get nominated for. Is that what's going to happen? Well, and I think it's not even like like because they split Better Call Saul. So I think technically what they were being judged on was the first half of the final season, technically. And then the second half of the final season was past the deadline. So, oh, OK, because okay, that's so another dumb thing sub- that TV shows do right. is like they split a final season, which really means that it's two seasons. But I think legally that saves them money or something. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, and then once it's we, still, it's still hor- it's still horseshit. Like this whole time, he's he doesn't win any. I don't, I don't. It's so stupid. Well, because it doesn't really. I just, I want it for them because I want them to get it right, and yes. they should be recognized in some way, shape, or form. They do it the way they recognize is in this stupid bullshit way. So do that. Just do the stupid bullshit. Well, it's weird because Breaking Bad was one of the shows that they liked. Like Breaking Bad was one of the shows that mm-hmm. won. And so it's like, you know, and we could all argue that which is better or whatever, but I'd say they're at least comparable. Like, you know, there's might be nuances, Absolutely. there's personal preferences, but I think quality wise I think quality wise and and atmospherically, I mean, you can definitely I think even without knowing um, one begat the other, you you can still like it still feels like the same TV show. Right. And just has I think if nothing else that Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad always had the best directors on television, like they just got amazing people. And you can see that like Ryan Johnson got his start 
you know, doing Breaking yeah. Bad. And then you have people like Michelle McLaren and just like mm-hmm. all these amazing people that direct these episodes and they're they're movies. They direct television like it's a movie and it looks better than anything else. That's just like a three camera setup, you know, standard talkie heads drama or whatever. Like it's actually visually stunning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's they're just they're just so stupid. I don't get it. (laughs) But yeah, I like that's the thing is that technically there's one more chance to reward Better Call Saul, but I'm not (laughs) I'm not holding out hope. Don't leave that on the table, you dumb idiots. Well, because again, and uh, you you brought it up, but it's the one I'll always stick to, too, of, you know, The Wire. The Wire is somehow now considered overrated. Like, it went so far past, you know, being this cult show to, like, being so generally just accepted as uh, one of, if not the greatest television show ever, that people got tired of it and are like, yeah, okay, yeah. I know The Wire. But yeah, good reminder, it won zero emmys for anything in the entire five years that it ran it wasn't the people on it weren't nominated you'd be like well but they nominated michael k williams right nope but they nominated idris elba right nope but they nominated uh dominic west right nope nobody she they did not nominate (laughs) isaiah whitlock jr either (laughs) more oh my god who Woodford, yeah, note to the good people at Woodford Reserve, your double oak aged uh, bourbon is a kick in the ass. Jesus Christ. What's that? I mean, coming from you. <laughs> yeah. And the ice is mostly melted in here, so there's quite a bit of cold water in there. Holy hell. <clears throat> I think I just grew hair on the inside of my esophagus. <laughs> <laughs> Christ I, almighty. I do have apologies. That. Uh, apologies. Anyways, get your shit together. Get you your damn shit together. stupid Emmys. If you're going to exist, get it right. Yes. And also, once Better Call Saul is off the air, start realizing that Reservation Dogs exists and yeah, get yeah, on that real. bandwagon because that's my current favorite show on television. Yeah, I haven't watched the I was all over that first season. I haven't watched the second one yet because if I'm being honest, I like. I've been so it, we're finally through the um, the heat wave here in the mid-Atlantic, but I was so overheated and tired. I'm like, I, I think I need to wait until I'm a little more emotionally stable to watch <laughs> Reservoir Dogs because it um, uh, Reservation Dogs, because it really it's really funny and really tugs at the heartstrings as well. It's a it's a very good show. But yeah, I, I love what they're doing for season two because I loved season one anyway, but they're doing a very smart thing. Uh, which I think is necessary for the longevity of a show is that this season's really building out the world. So like the first season was very much about the, the teenagers, but like there's an episode about their moms. There's an episode Mm -hmm. about uh, the, was it Zon McLaren? That's his name, right? The, the cop, like we get an episode about him. Like uh, it's just like they're, they're doing individual episodes and even like cheese. Who's part of the core group of kids, but who like, Mm -hmm. he's kind of like the fourth kid. You know, in that group, like there's a cheese episode this season. So, like, I I love what they're doing. That show is great. And that is a great show. That is a great show. Uh, If you if you guys haven't heard the the hip hop phenomena that is greasy fry bread, you don't know what you're missing because it's greasy fry bread, greasy, greasy fry bread. That man, the the two things I guarantee you is if you watch that show, you will want to eat fry bread and you will want to call people shit ass. You will want to call people shit ass a lot. <laughs> oh, um, man, what a good show. Which is, yeah, that's not like an insult that I had heard as a go-to before the show, but I love it so much. Because it's, I mean, it's, you know what it means. Like, if you call someone yeah. a shit ass, I think it's very, it's very, like, visceral and here, Here's component. another, this, I think we talked, you and I talked about it last year. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm still I'm still talking shit about the stupid fucking Emmys that should just should go away and not be a thing. But you got you we talked about it last year. I don't think we talked about it on the show. And that is there is your your system is broken because when you started the Emmys, there were three channels and then there were four channels. And now there there are like 17,000 channels. So you can't possibly nominate everyone. And that's fine, I guess. But when I look in a category and I see. 
I see five nominees and three of them are from the same television program. Yeah, what is that? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, that is so it just so happens that all the best actors are on this one show. No, they're lazy. They don't watch everything. They all the Emmy yeah, voters wanna, watch and, four and the thing shows. Is, I always think, well, they go with what's popular. Um, but they don't even do that because then then those people don't even win, even if they get nominated. You're so you you have your your head crammed so far up your own ass. Like yeah. just, just like I'm not I'm not telling you just nominate all the stuff I like. I'm just saying if you got five nominees, they should be from five different television shows because there are so many shows with so many talented people in them. Well, and again, this is another not to keep just banging this drum, but if you wanted to solve the problem. Once Jason Sudeikis won for Ted Lasso, well, then you can't yeah. submit him again. So that's going to clear up the like three people from yep. Ted Lasso get nominated. <laughs> like, problem. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but you know what else I noticed? Did you catch this? That so last year at the Emmys, they it was like kind of a big deal that like the Mandalorian was nominated. Like, yeah, the the idea of I think WandaVision was, too. So it was like, well, these Marvel shows, these Disney shows. Like, we like them. Nothing this year. <laughs> We're over that. <clears throat> yeah, well, look, we gave them their chance. Like, you you didn't you didn't give um, uh, the Anderson, Lopez Andersons, an Emmy for making music in a TV show. What are you thinking about? That's a home run. Everyone loves the Anderson, Lopez Andersons. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. But, uh, but, but speaking of... Uh, the Disney stuff. Have you been? Have you been watching uh, She Hulk? Yeah, no. It is. That's, that's I love. I love it. It's great. It's a sitcom. It it's is a fun sitcom. And it's. I here's the thing about it though. Too. First of all, I mean, obviously Tatiana Maslany is amazing. And if you want to give yep. anyone Emmys, give them all to her because she's great. Yes. But yep. I think it's important. The She Hulk. I've been thinking about this. Um, because. I think it's doing a really good job expanding the MCU just in really like interesting ways of just making it feel more lived in in a way that other shows yeah. don't have the time to. But like even just little things like in this episode, the idea that there's a character who's going to a sneaker drop, but the sneakers are Iron Man sneakers, you know, or right. uh, that there's bootleg Avengers merchandise. <laughs> You uh -huh, know, uh -huh. but just like stuff like that, it's it's small stuff or the idea that there's like a trademark infringement thing where uh, this character steals the name She-Hulk to release a line of products and then sues the actual She-Hulk <laughs> for the right. like over the name. But it's it's just like stuff like that, that obviously, you know, they're not going to get to in a Thor movie. <laughs> like, But it just. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's the there's the like. It, <sighs> This has been a, a reality on Earth for so long that it's become um, almost banal. Yeah. So, so they're not like, and they, in that way, they don't really need to up the stakes any, you know, um, where, you know, anything she has to do doesn't have to be earth shattering or anything. It's just like she has to navigate her life. And it's funny. Also, Mark Lynn Baker. Yeah. Yeah. So always good to see Mark Lynn Baker. <laughs> But it's like, no, I've enjoyed all of it. It's always nice to see Megan the Stallion and a guy who <laughs> thinks that he's dating Megan the Stallion, but is actually dating a shapeshifter. Yeah. <laughs> or Tim yeah, Roth. There's some, there have been some real standout roles in that, too, like sort of like throwaway comedy roles that that people have really latched on to. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah. Who is the, um, the like drunk girl that, uh, that ended name, up with her name is Patty Guggenheim. Yeah. But she ended up with, she, she jumped up. Um, this is on IMDb, the most popular celebrities. Uh, she is the number one top rising celebrity. She is the number 14 most searched person on IMDb up from the 10,850th. <laughs> Yeah, no, because she, she's so good. She nailed it. It was a home run. Yeah, it was a very if people haven't seen it, it was a very silly role. But basically, there was a magician who was using like magic from uh, like he was a stage magician. Uh, magician. Basically, he was at the Magic Castle in L.A., but they called it something else. But he was doing like Doctor Strange magic and opening portals, but he wasn't good at it. And he 
sent this woman to Wong's house mostly to ruin the, the Sopranos for him <laughs> and to just <laughs> be drunk. And uh, she was hilarious. And both that she like, was great. She was she was the quintessential drunk white girl, and she was hilarious. Yeah, and then. They had to use her in the like the thing that She-Hulk does really well, and it's kind of the formula at this point, but it works every time is like, how are we going to prove our case? And then whatever the silliest like thing that they definitely don't want to have to do is what they have to do to win the case. Like, it's like we have to have the drunk girl testify. We have to have all of She-Hulk's dates that she met on the dating app testify. Like, we Mm -hmm. have to show that this guy is conceited enough that he thinks he was actually dating Megan the Stallion, you know, like just they, it, it works every time, but it's like, Oh no, we have to do that. Damn it. But then they win. Yeah. It's great. It's the great sitcom formula. I yeah. dig it. No, like, they, and then I heard there was controversy about she Hulk twerking. It was such a throwaway, nothing part of that show that happened after the fucking credits, by the way, I don't understand. Yeah, it was just like with Megan the Stallion, she was twerking. Yep. Yeah, it was. People had a problem with that. It's so stupid. Y'all are so fucking stupid. Anytime you have a problem with something, you're like, no, it's just objectively bad. But it always has to do with someone being being not a man and not white. You never have. a. That's always the issue. And you always package it. at something else. Shut up. Well, and you could see that, that there was a machine. It's just a troll machine that the second they announced She-Hulk, they decided they hated it. Like they were already just ready to dislike it and just be, oh, this is, oh, I don't like it. And it's like, it's, it's. And then you, you rate, like you ratings bomb it. It's so, it's so stupid. It's so transparent. And what I love about like Jessica Gao and everyone who works on She-Hulk is that they anticipated that and they write that into the show and roast those people before they yeah. even <laughs> like are able. To... So yeah, but no, She-Hulk is great. <coughs> I'm really enjoying it. I love that the MCU is like able to do fun stuff like that because it's necessary. I think if you're going to keep the world going and you're going to keep building it out, that you need to be able to do ridiculous stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think and I also think, um, uh, you know, Tim, Tim Roth kind of code switching his character into like kind of a um, an, an absurd deadpan version of a meal is really funny. I don't I don't know. I just it, it works for me. It works for me because it's so it's so simple. It's not trying. It's not trying to be over the top or epic or deep or anything like that. It's a it's a sitcom and I think it works really well as one. Well, and the the Tim Roth thing is great, too, because that Incredible Hulk movie, it's interesting because it would be very easy to just lose that. Like you have uh, Ed Norton playing the Hulk instead of uh, Mark Ruffalo. So you really don't want to draw too much attention to it. But, you know, they brought Thunderbolt Ross in from that, like rest in peace. But, (laughs) you know, like they kept him around. But until recently, that was kind of it. And then you know, we like, we're never going to see Liv Tyler, I don't think. Oh, no. Oh, no. But, uh, but you know, we started to see the abomination. But also, yeah, like, if you're going to bring him in, he kind of does need to be reinvented, both obviously the CGI model and just yeah, what yeah. Tim Roth is doing is completely different. Yeah. By the way, if you want to be mad about anything with Marvel and with something like She-Hulk, be mad that they don't pay the VFX artists enough and they overwork them. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, it's it's fine. It doesn't look that bad. You can see that it doesn't look as good as like movies or, you know, the actual Hulk in the same TV show for some reason. Um, but, you know, just either accept it and watch it or just turn the motherfucker off. What do you want? If you don't like the way it looks, don't watch it. Well, and when you say the for whatever reason, I think that's because the Hulk you know, model already exists. And well, that software is there. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a new character, but it's no, I mean, that's sincerely of like, you know, I have a friend of mine who did VFX and doesn't do it anymore. Like, and he worked on Avengers movies and stuff, but like just from talking to him and like, he's sent me some articles and stuff of just Marvel. Like it's a industry wide problem, but Marvel in particular, like they really overwork these VFX artists yeah. and they really just go like, it's that, yeah, we'll fix it in post. Like they'll do it. And they just, they have unrealistic expectations, but then the companies that these people work for 
want to get the the contract so they were like well we can do it whatever and then they overwork all their people and they make them do crunch to make deadlines and it's just like i love all marvel stuff but that's the one thing that i i i find myself more and more like when i'm watching g-hawk and i really like it and i'm like i don't know but could they have just like painted tatiana maslany green and shot her like they did ian mckellen in uh lord of the rings so she looks big that probably would have been fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you know what I mean? Like, do, does she need to be a, a VFX character? Like, I understand why the Hulk is, but like She-Hulk just kind of looks like a larger green Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, true. True. I guess they, they could have gone in that direction, but maybe it's like just their um, their default setting at this point, you know? But that's that's what I'm saying is they just are like, oh, well, VFX will do it. And I'm like, that's kind of part of the problem is because they don't pay those people enough and they don't give those people. Yeah, enough time. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, they, they they do not. Those those people and the um, video game people, man, they, they really do work their asses off. Which are, I think, essentially the same people <laughs> like they're. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yep. Uh, yep. But yeah, except I think I think I don't know. I could be I could be wrong here. Um, but I think um, uh, I think Nintendo does a pretty good job. Yeah, that. I mean, there are things that do. And that was the I thing, like the the stuff that I've read. They're like, it's not like it's unique to Marvel, but it's just Marvel does so much VFX work that. Oh, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's constant. Yeah, it's constant. And people want to work on those projects. So they're. You know, they, and they kind of have these bidding wars to because you want to work on a Marvel thing because it's prestigious for your animation studio. Right. right so right. they're all like they kind of undercut each other to get the bid. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of speaking of, speaking of video games, my um, my wife sent to me uh, the link of uh, uh, they announced when the new Zelda game was going to come out, which is next spring. And she sent she sent me the link to the announcement and then said, "Well, we had a good run." <laughs> said, I guess that's when our marriage ends because I will I, I might I might be a little obsessed with that. Yeah, yeah. I still that's I it it kind of like I I'm realistic enough to be like I can't buy a Switch just to play Zelda, but it makes me sad that I can't play Breath of the Wild because I don't have a Switch. Yep, that's the only reason I bought it. I have other games. I have other games and I play those sometimes, but it's all about Zelda. I love, I love when they, man, the, the Nintendo, there's such gangsters over there because I love it when they have some, they have a game that's anticipated and then they, then they delay, they announce a date and then delay the release because it's always, they have, they want, they're just like, they just want to say we're delaying it and be done with things. But people ask questions and it's like, oh, why? Um, uh, why are you delaying the release of the game? Uh, the, uh, probably because you're a giant asshole. It's probably, you know, that, that's probably the best reason I can think of. Oh, oh okay, but when, so when is it coming out? Probably around the time I get done fucking your mother. Right around, you know what? One more question and the game doesn't come out. How about that? How about you bother me one more time with a stupid fucking question? And you never see this game. I will burn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? I think that's a perfect book into the show because we started with telling people how to successfully argue and we're ending with that. So that's what you do. Yeah, it. You that, just that's it. Tell them, tell them to go fuck themselves. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Tell them to go fuck themselves and question everything. <laughs> I like it. Also, shut up and get a lawyer. Apparently, I have to tell everybody that.
Oh, I was phasing. I was phasing out the catchphrases. I thought everyone hated them. Now, what do people hate the catchphrases? I thought people hated the catchphrases. Wizzle wuzzle. I have. I've. Re- I received no notes on it because I'm pretty sure no one listens. But <laughs> I kind of got the feeling. I also stopped checking our voicemail, so we might have thirty angry <laughs> messages from Ethan. <laughs> Whatever. This is a good show with interesting people. <laughs> Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And we're three friends who like movies. Especially movies of yore when we were small and everything seemed awesome. Now we're revisiting these bright shining beacons of our youth and figuring out if they are for real. So sit back and relax and revisit the best, the worst, and everything in between from the 80s and 90s. And find out, is is it for real? real?